What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. Today is episode 136, and we are on the next two weeks. Today, This week and next, we will be adventuring into Record or Wreck. I guess it's called. That's what I heard the directors actually say, so I've been wrong this whole time, but I still think it's just a short word for record, right? Am I wrong? I No, I agree with you. You know, It's record as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to call it record. Because if I said wreck to anybody, they'd be like, what? Huh? Wreck it, Ralph? Yeah, like what? W-R-E-K? Or C-K? Jesus, I can't even. I'm out of here. Fucking done. You guys are fucking on your own. fired. You're on your own, Brittany. It's my podcast now. Watch me fuck it all up. (laughs) But I'm really excited to go over this. Now, some of you who've been with us for a long time, you may know that we, I think we covered like number two in our Demons episode um, back when I think it was just Mike and I. It could have been Patrick. I think that might have been his first episode. Eppershard. Um But yeah, we're going to be doing one, two, three, and four next week, but one and two this week. So buckle the fuck up, put on your Zambi hats, and uh, yeah, let's find some footage. What? It's found footage. What am I putting on? Your Zambi. The fuck's a Zambi? It's a zombie hat. Oh. It's just a, it's a cute word for zombies. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it, though? I mean, it was until you came here. So. <laughs> it was until you fucking ruined it, you bitch. Jesus. I didn't say any of that. That's right. what that's what your tone implied. <laughs> all right. Well, how have you been, Brittany? How things going? It's fine. Things no. are fine. Things yeah. been good, though? Or yeah. how's work? And... Work is work. Yeah? You know, it's boring, but then also sometimes fun and then also boring. So <laughs> there's that. Um <clears throat> Yeah, but life outside of that's been pretty cool. Yeah, you've been busy? Yeah, doing things and stuff, and the blood rave was a blood oh, rave. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was, How did that go? It was... Eh. Not so good? No. I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was okay. No, you just weren't in the mood for it. I was, though. I was so in the mood for it, and, and it, it just, was just... Meh. Yeah, you know, they didn't... I thought they would have, like, the blood going the whole time, and... I mean, that's pretty expensive. They didn't. Oh, Bloodfest does it? I guess. But they didn't, and, like, I don't know. It was after midnight before they even did some of, the, like, the blood rain. And then it was, like, yeah. it was cold, which I was, like, it's probably going to be fucking freezing. And it was. 
And then it like everybody thought it was just water. Did right? anybody like, dress up as Blade? I didn't see anyone, but probably. <laughs> God damn it! I I hope so. Um, <laughs> otherwise, missed fucking opportunity. Yeah, if really. If I had anything to wear that would look like Blade wore it, I would wear it, but I didn't. <laughs> so it was funny. So like we we were all like, this is probably just water. Like we all just got a shower. It's fine. So we all went back to a friend's house afterwards and just hung out there. And then all of us wake up the next morning and we have like we're all pink like. <laughs> And we're like, oh my god, this is uh, this is cool. Um, and then Saturday we did the uh, um, pub golf. Did I tell you about that? Uh, yes, you did tell us. Oh about my it. god, it was so much fun. That was better. My outfit was amazing. <laughs> my fucking stupid ass outfit I got for four dollars at Goodwill was so good. Yeah. And I was like, I'm kind of feeling this preppy fucking look. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna upload a raunchy preppy shoot and sell it on Patreon. I wish I had your life. Because one and only time that I would ever have a Patreon is just to make money off me look like a normal person. I really can't even think of anything that I did this past week other than I went to see La Llorona, which I did a yeah. episode or a video review. And that on. was a real letdown, wasn't it? Yeah, I wasn't too pleased. But if you guys would like to make the situation better, you can always watch the video. Do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's up on YouTube, and uh, I thought it was a fun fun uh review i thought it was pretty honest let's put it this way after all the work we did on la llorona it just really kind of makes you upset so i hope you guys are having a great week this week i know uh i know we had easter this past week and i went to go hang out with christina's family so we did do that and uh, i ate my veggie burger beyond burger while everybody else ate like delicious meats that were just like permeating the fucking house. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, God. Anyway, but that was cool. We had a good time. And then we came back home. And uh, has anybody watched the new Twilight Zone, by the way, at all? Like, I've, I've not heard a peep about it, like, since it aired. And I think a lot of people aren't enjoying it. But I may wait till the end of the series and then, like, get the. Um, the pass for seven days and then just crank them out real quick. You know what I mean? So we'll see. But let sound off in the comments below if you guys do. But I think it might be that time. Open your mouth holes, bitch. Horse shots. All right, guys. So as we've already told you, we're going to be doing the record series, the franchise this week. And we figured what better way to do it than to make a shot surrounding the entire franchise or at least the first two movies, which this week we're going to be talking about. Now, in the movie, there is this creature-esque thing in the movie, and it's a grown child of sorts. Uh, I won't get into it too much, but let's just say the last name of the child is Madero. So this week, we're going to be taking a La Sangre de Maderos, which is the blood of Maderos, which is perfect for what we're going to be doing and talking about here in it's just great. a moment. It's great. I think it sounds good, it's right? so good. Yeah. Because that's like the focal point of this whole fucking two movies, like, right? Is it like a sangria shot? Uh, no. <laughs> I thought about that, but I was like, wine and fruit, like, yep. meh. Yep. It's not really a good shot. So I I spiced it up. I looked online. I I found out, like, different alcohols that they like to drink in Spain. Tequila in the wine. Well, they do that, too, but 
Um, in in Spain, they have like a drink called like a whiskey bitch or thunder bitch. I think it's called. It's like a whiskey with like Canadian whiskey and stuff. So I thought I'd get a little clever with it and do something different. And I think this would actually taste okay. And we might have had one shot very similar to this, but it's definitely. I'm pretty sure it's different. So you're gonna want one can of tomato drink, spicy if you got it. Drink. Yeah, it's a juice, like the tomato juice. Not like the fucking canned soup. Just the tomato so juice. Like V8? Yeah, like V8 or any kind of mix. Like if you got any like Bloody Mary mix or something like that, that'd work too. Um, basically, you're going to pour the tomato juice into a cup that is pretty deep. You want to leave a little room at the top because this is a bomb that you're going to be taking. Put your dick in it. Yeah. That's why you have to leave room at the top. Yeah, because you don't want it to get it all over your balls. In a But in a separate shot glass, you're going to pour one half shot Canadian whiskey and one half shot of Fireball into one shot glass, essentially. And you're going to drop the shot into the tomato juice drink and you're going to screech like a zombie after you're done. That's Tomato all. juice. And that is a La Sangre de Medeiros. I like it. I would drink that. I think it would be pretty good, actually. I because fucking love tomato juice, though. Yeah, like sweet, kind of spicy, and like, I don't know, just feels right, you know? It just feels right. I think it would be pretty good. I don't. We don't have the ingredients here, so we didn't have time to do that, but I, um, I would take it in a heartbeat, guys, so just know that. If you would like to take a La Sangre de Maderos, all you have to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out our hashtag horse shot section now. That's it for horse shots. Horse shots! Yeah. All right, guys. So now it's time for us to step into our flesh and potatoes of the Record franchise, starting with Record 1 and... Record 2. And we'll do that right now. All right, guys, we're back, and we're going to kick it off in order, obviously, with Record Two. or Wreck <laughs> 1. Uh, it's actually just called Wreck, obviously. But the story, a television reporter and a cameraman follow emergency workers into a dark apartment building and are quickly locked inside with something terrifying. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Uh, so this movie is directed by two directors. It is Wame Balaguero, who also has done Record 2 with Paco Plaza, the other director. Uh, Plaza, excuse me. He also wrote and directed Record 4, Apocalypse. He's also the writer and director for Darkness from 2002, which was actually a pretty good movie, by the way. Uh, really odd. Uh, and he also did the movie Muse, a.k.a. Musa from 2017. Uh, it also has writer and director Paco Plaza, who also wrote and directed this movie, but also Veronica on Netflix, uh, which a lot of people raved about last year. Also did Record 2 with Wame. And he also is the writer and director of Record 3, which we'll be talking about next week. Yes. Some of the stars in this movie are Manuela Velasco. She plays Angela, the TV reporter. She's in Record 1, 2, and 4. She's also in a movie called Amazing Mask, School Killer, and Hyenas. It also stars the awesome body actor 
and director, actually, named Javier Botet. He plays the Madero woman. And he's got he got his start in Beneath Still Waters from 2005. He's also in Record 2, Witching and Bitching, an Alex de la Iglesia film. He also did Mama, The Strain TV Show, The Revenant, Conjuring 2 as the Crooked Man, which, yes, that was not CGI. That's literally how good he is. Nope. Uh, he also did The Other Side of the Door, Don't Knock Twice, It, Devil's Gate, and many more. Also stars Ferran Terraza, who plays Manu, who is in Record 2, 3, and 4 as well. He's also in a movie called Trash. Also stars Jorge Yamam, who plays the policeman Jovan. He was in Record 2 as well, Diary of a Nymphomaniac, and more. Also Pablo Rosso, who is Pablo the cameraman, who follows the TV reporter around. He's actually a cinematographer, and this was his first film ever acting in. Uh, but he had to for the for the role. And uh, he is a cinematographer for many films, including this entire franchise, one through four. He's also worked on Sleep Tight, After Party, Summer Camp, Veronica, Muse, and Eye for an Eye. Plus, many, many other actors in this film um, that we won't list all of them for. The budget of this movie was a million and a half euro, made about 32 million worldwide. Pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Especially for some of the history on how this movie got out. It was supposed to be a direct-to-DVD release or direct-to-video. Mm -hmm. If you want to compare to what euros are to dollars, it's pretty much like they spent $1,324,000 to make it. So it's essentially close as the same. So if they made $32 million, they probably made about $30 million. So, But the movie has won numerous awards at many festivals, but it premiered in August 2007 at the 64th Venice International Film Festival to quite an acclaim. So, Brittany, what is this your first time watching this? Uh, no. Okay, so you have before. seen it before. Yeah. It's just I, been a while. Like halfway through, I was like, oh, yeah, I have seen this. I actually, I really like find footage, found footage movies. Uh, okay. Um, for the most part. I mean, there's some really fucking terrible ones. Yeah, there really like, is. Real, real fucking bad. Uh, and then I, it's hit or miss for me too, because I, the shaky camera thing. Yeah. Like, annoys me at some parts in some movies. This one, it doesn't really as much. I remember feeling basically the same about this as I did when I first saw it in probably like 2008, 2009. Maybe. It's probably later because... Ish. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't see this until way later. Yeah. I mean, I know it was like a couple years after it had come out, mm -hmm. but I, it's okay. I mean, it's one of the better found footage movies, yeah. in my opinion, for sure. Um, the English dubbed version is kind of weird. Oh, you watched the English I, dub? That's what was on uh, Prime. Really? Yeah. Was And I didn't think that. I thought it would just be subtitled. But it was the English dubbed one, and I was like, Because the original one that I saw was just subtitled. Ooh, yeah, that would have bothered me. Yeah, the original one I saw was subtitled, and I much prefer that. Yeah. So that's the recommendation I'm going to give to everybody, is watch the subtitled English versions and just read the fucking subtitles titles don't get the dubbed versions hmm. they're really distracting and it's confusing it bothers me when it's like really 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 bad dubbing and in this one it is right it's real bad well also we also found out that it used to be on shutter all of the movies used to be yeah, on they shutter were on netflix too and then it just disappeared i think
think it was on Netflix first, and then it popped over to Shutter yeah. for like the longest time. And it just so happens when we're about to watch it, guys, they fucking pull them. Every they time. pulled it. <laughs> so the only way you can really watch these movies, if one you have physical copies, you could rent the first one probably on YouTube or something, and maybe they have like audio options where you can switch it inside. Yeah, I was hoping um, for that with the second one, but. Mm-hmm. They didn't. But the second one I watched was just the subtitles. The subtitles, yeah. Which was better. Yeah. Don't watch the dubbed versions. There's some decently dubbed movies. This is not one of them. You don't need you don't need it. It's real bad. It's, it's more so of an action kind of thing and Yeah. I don't know. It would, it's it all it is is distracting and shit. It takes right. away from the entire thing. People think that about subtitled movies because they're like, No, I have to read it. I'm like, that makes me pay more attention if I have to read a movie. But anyway. I think overall it's a really good film and it's pretty low budget. Yeah, well, I mean, a million and a half. It's pretty. It's, I mean, it's pretty hefty. I would say nowadays, it's not a micro that, budget. It's, like, eh, it's nothing. <laughs> but the last probably like half an hour ish of the movie, or what make it for me, mm-hmm. like fifteen minutes, half an hour, or whatever, or what pull it back and to like there. That's what makes me enjoy this movie more than anything. Because up up until that point, it's like it's cool and it's interesting enough, but it's not as. I don't get as much from it as I want to up until the end. And then at the end, it like switches gears and it feels like a whole different movie, but in the best way possible. Okay. It's really fucking cool. Um, They did a really cool job with the, like the creature characters, Mm -hmm. character specifically. um, And with some of the other characters, like in their development into becoming zombies too. Yeah. It's really interesting. So there's a lot of really cool stuff and cool elements in this movie. So it's it's one I recommend like to anybody that likes found footage movies like this is one that it's a good example. It's a good example of a a good one. Right. So this is one that I recommend to people. um, And now that I've seen the second one, I'm definitely fucking recommending that one. Right. That, okay. Well, so, spoiler alert. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, <laughs> I will recommend one and two. Yeah, definitely. So, for sure. Because I, I hadn't gone past one, but now I've seen two and I liked it. So, okay. I mean, I hated it. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. This is entertaining pretty much from beginning to end. So, it's not, it doesn't really fall very flat. Okay. Um, like a lot of other ones, like they, they get, get a little bit slower, usually for like story development mm-hmm. in a way and then they kind of lose focus a little bit but i, I feel like cloverfield is probably one of my favorite like found footage-esque oh it's like, action-packed yeah mo- like movies ever and because that's just so fucking well done and mm-hmm. it's absolutely brilliant in every way shape or form it's it's a really fucking good movie and then i like um i think it's considered found footage the alien movie with mila jojovich in it Oh, yeah, it is. It's Holy good. balls. Fourth, I love that fucking uh, the movie. Fourth the fourth kind. kind. Yeah. I and liked I, it, too. A lot of people hated it. A lot of people hate that movie, and yeah. I, I never understood that because it's fucking brilliant. I think it's because they try and play off that it's so true, and it's right. not at all. I think people get offended because they think, like, why are you trying to pull the wool over my eyes? It's like, no, we're just trying to take you on a ride, dude. Like, just... They fooled the shit out of me. I thought it was real as fuck. I did the first time well, I some did, of those I, abductions I it, like yeah. it are true stories. Like some of that is true stories. It's just like location Ma- stuff together, is yeah. Me- yeah is there's wrong elements to it. But right. it it's I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like at that level. You're saying record. Record, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say record is necessarily at the same level as like those two movies for an example. They had like a lot of budget for that one. Though. They did, but it's still it's still good. Like I mean, I I don't know if I would say I liked it better than the Blair Witch Project, but oh, I definitely do. I like I kind of I kind of 
lean more towards this than Blair Witch. I mean, Blair Witch was cool because <clears throat> I saw it when I was a kid. Rewatching it, dude, is not a no. It's it's, it's not, not fun and it's not, it's not as fun anymore. Like it was, I really enjoyed it when I was younger because I mean, I saw it when it like right around the time it came out, and I remember like it just being holy shit. I respect the shit out of it. And I love the story behind it, all of it. But yeah, it's not it's not really. Yeah, I also have a really funny story tied into Blair Witch, but I can't tell it because someone might get mad at me if I tell it. <laughs> but. Um, that took away the scary yeah. <laughs> for me when I was a kid. But so this is like in the middle. So it's between Blair Witch and like Fourth, Fourth Kind. Kind and Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Cloverfield being at the absolute top. Well, I would assume the Fourth Kind has definitely got a probably like almost like an eight million dollar budget. I mean, got a meal of versus like a one and a half. Yeah. And then and then of course obviously Cloverfield just had like probably like a like a fucking twenty five million dollar budget at yeah. least. There's some other ones that I that I can't think of right now to make comparisons to, but Paranormal Activity, what about that? Oh well my experience with Paranormal Activity was not very good. No. Um, Not even the first two. I liked the movie. Like, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I had to, my ex watching it for the first time, which is one of the big reasons why I hate watching movies in theaters. Mm -hmm. It was, our my experience was totally ruined by people sitting behind us. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, my first time watching it, and I didn't watch it again until like two years later at home. I will never understand, and I'm not going to go into a rant about it, guys. Don't worry. I will never understand why people think they're in their own home don't fucking talk <laughs> and don't explain it to the person fucking next to you like is there anything else you want to add to it i just wanted to kind no. of get your comparisons i don't think so so maybe somebody who hasn't seen it might you know might be their thing yeah i mean if you like film footage movies or if you're interested in enjoying them yeah i guess well there is a group of people that hate them there oh, yeah there's a lot of people who hate them. Actually. I got some thoughts on that later um, on, but this is one that I feel like is a good. I recommend to watch. Okay. So whether you're trying to find find found footage films that you can enjoy, or you just want a good recommendation for another decent one because you've seen a lot of them and whatever, but this is fun. It's a fun one. Yeah. So I'm interested to watch the rest. If of the you franchise. had to give it a score, what would you give it? This is probably In like found seven. Footage. Seven. Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is a solid seven. Okay. For me. Um, well, this movie has always been a favorite of mine, um, especially in the found footage subgenre like we've been talking about. I mean, I'm sure we've seen a lot more of these types of films since then, but this this did something back then that was really different than most found footage films at the time. Yeah. And, it, and it had a lot of actors doing it, and it had a bananas intense zombie feel to it. Long scenes that are kind of pieced together with lots of blood. You know, I remember hearing about this film online. And I, at the time, I was like, it wasn't really easy to get a copy of this because it hadn't been released yet. But there was a lot of hype online. And, you know, back in the day, I used to get, you know, copies of movies that you couldn't get a hold of uh, through different avenues. You know what I mean? And then I eventually, of course, would buy them. But unless you were keen to torrent sites, you pretty much probably didn't even see or hear about this movie unless you were online. But I do think it got um, it definitely did get a release around the time Quarantine came out, which is the remake. Oh, shit. I totally forgot about that. I in like the that US, movie. yeah. So I actually uh, really like that movie too. Essentially the same time that the movie came out, <laughs> the quarantine remake of it yeah. is the same time that it got a US distribution. 
that's right. And Record 2 was already in process of making. I always forget that. Yeah, it's crazy, that this, right? That quarantine's like the English version right. of that. It's pretty much a carbon copy. There really movie. is no reason to watch either. Like, I mean, I might buy it just to have it. That's so funny. But I, yeah, I mean, unless you just can't stand subtitles, like, I prefer the original, so. But I honestly, when I first saw it, I had gotten a copy of it, and I was just kind of blown away by it. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I, I did. But not only did it fulfill that realism of found footage acting that I like, but it also did so with a ton of actors and zombies, which was pretty unique. I personally think it's ultra creepy. It kind of lures you in bit by bit with its moments, and then it unfolds the story uh, while still keeping mystery, of course, it doesn't really explain a whole lot of why it's happening. But in this kind of film with the veracity that it has and like the pacing that's really fast, it's really just a rush. It's the same kind of rush that I think you would get while watching a zombie movie pop off. You know what I mean? And that's why I think a lot of people like zombie films is because when that it's like that fucking disaster porn moment where you're just like, oh, it's, it's exhilarating. Mm -hmm. And this movie kind of like, for me, locks me in and takes me on that fucking, you know, disaster porn sort of movie in a smaller condensed little building. It's not exactly the smallest building, but it is pretty small. But I love that rush. And I love that they didn't fully explain why it was happening. And you can kind of pick up clues throughout it, more so towards the end. It just has a lot to it that it inevitably would spawn in a sequel and a remake. And a lot of people really loved it. It was never supposed to be bigger than it was. They were surprised that it did as well as it did. But they put a lot of heart into it. And I personally think that you can see that in this kind of movie. If you like the first, the remake ain't that bad. It actually changes up the ending, I believe, just a little bit. But pretty much the same movie so like almost shot for shot just with english <laughs> you know what i mean it's really kind of uncanny it's almost like they went to recreate the entire movie so um but yeah i prefer this one because it has like a little bit like some of the music like the not the music but the sound effects and stuff that they kind of added into it felt a little bit more what i like for creatures that are fucking screaming at you yeah it's weird it is kind of like unsettling in that I also like the pacing of this one a little bit more. Um, they kind of get into more explanation in the remake of the characters and stuff because, you know, that's a typical thing. You want to, before someone gets slaughtered in front of you, you got to feel something for them at, at any degree, good or bad, so that when they die, their, their deaths have, like, impact. But the sound design just, for me, just really did it for me, I think. And uh, on a smaller budget, what they did compared to quarantine i think it's just really good so i just re i really like this movie i like the creatures that screech it's uh, it's just really good to me i'm a huge fan of this series and i waited years to get the 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 whole blu-ray set because like before it was the first two were very limited to blu-ray and i missed it and then i had to wait years and years and years to get it and it was even hard to track down a few like dvd copies even so i'm just really glad that i have it all now uh, i think that if you can tolerate found footage movies like Brittany said this is a good example of a good one like one that doesn't feel like shit yeah i mean um i don't know some people have issue with that and i'll i'll explain more on that when we get into the second one because i have a whole little thing i wrote but yeah i mean if i had to give this a score i would probably say it's like 
I don't know. I think of it so fondly, so it's probably at least a nine for me, just because of my subgenre that I like that I can't spoil for you guys who haven't seen the movie, but we'll talk about it in the like spoiler esque sections. Um, so yeah, I'd probably give it about like an eight point five or nine on the nose. Nine. I'm pretty much leaning to nine just because I love the first two movies so much that it's like one that I always think about like mm-hmm. all the time. So, I mean, it might even be a 10, but it's hard for me to just give out a 10. There's not many movies I could just give a 10. Yeah. But this would be one of the closer ones to it for sure. So, um, but yeah, that's about it, guys. If you if you like found footage, check it out for sure. Without a doubt, you need to check out this one. Yeah. So give a shot at um, the very least. There is some, uh, you know, trivia on this. I did some research on it. I got since I got the Blu-rays, they kind of give you a lot of the uh, behind the scenes, the making of um, for all of these films, and they had a making of for this, but it's directly from, I believe, the special edition DVD. So I was like, oh, hmm. oh, okay. But I mean, it covers a lot. It was, I think, it was like forty-five minutes long in this one. Um, but this movie, of course, was shot in Spain, although they do have like some actors that are speaking Portuguese in certain moments or are Portuguese actors and are speaking Spanish um, as well as like Asian uh, people that also are doing the same thing in the movie in the first one too. So, um, but also this is spoilerific in some degree guys. So if you're a little worried about any of that, just find the timestamp to get to the next movie and uh, pick it up from there. It's in the notes below, so just check that out. The idea for this movie spawned from them wanting to put the viewer in the middle of the movie to make them feel like they were a part of the terror that was happening, as if they were like a character in the movie, like the camera was. So they wanted you to experience this film from the inside out, which I think is pretty honest for its time. Yeah, there have been other found footage movies, but I don't think they were like, let's make a found footage movie. They were just thinking very... Outside of the box. Yeah, like, how do we reach the viewer? So originally, they were actually thinking of even using police officers as the topic for the TV reporter who she's reporting on firefighters in the movie. But they were going to use police officers, and they said that they didn't want to do police officers because firefighters are more of a fan of the public than police officers, Uh, especially because of 9-11 happening. They were even talking about that and how firefighters were like a symbol of, of like a hero. Well, I mean, that's still true. Oh, I I agree. But I mean, I don't want to throw shade at police necessarily either because there's been plenty of times. But yes, just in the public eye, they thought firefighters would do a much better bonding to the viewer than it would be if it was just police. So they consider them to be the good guys, which a lot of people do. So, But they thought it was very important for them while they were doing this film also to find people who could improv act. So they went through a really long process of trying to find the right actors because they needed it to be as realistic and credible as possible because they wanted it to feel that way do you think they achieved that on a personal level i would say so yeah yeah okay because i mean i I, it's pretty believable i think it's pretty genuine i mean it's not 
perfect. Like I didn't think it was a real movie. Like like it really happened. Like it really happened. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it also wasn't pitched that way to me either. It was pitched as a movie. So at least right. what I've heard about it anyway. But yeah, they they went through a lot of different people. In fact, the girl who plays the TV show uh, reporter actually was a TV show reporter, huh. and they thought that that would play into her credibility to make it more believable, which it did. Uh, also, all the actors, they all had a script, right? Like, they had a very generalized script of what was going to happen, but they didn't have it detailed. So a lot of the stuff that happened in the film, they didn't know about. For example, spoilerific, a firefighter falls down the stairwell through the center because it's like a spiral staircase, you know what I mean, that goes up and up. It's like squared off, but you know what I mean. And he falls. They did not know that that was going to happen. And the first time they threw it... <laughs> It actually hit the railing, and I don't even think it went down, and it got caught. <laughs> yeah, so so they wanted the actors to really feel the terror of somebody who, if somebody actually fell. So a lot of the reaction you get is very real. So I yeah. thought that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, they, when they do that, I feel like that's really smart. Well, to get that, natural reactions from it's people. really you got to really think about that and orchestrate it when you're doing this because the only thing that's going to sell a found footage movie is how fucking realistic it is, right? Pretty much, yeah. It feels like this movie in particular has more longer sequences than the second one. Like the second one feels like it might have been a little bit more thought out and planned better. Well, this one was just like let's just go and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't say whether it was shot in sequence, but I have a feeling that it was, like, in order. I'm sure there were some scenes that they didn't, but for the most part, any of the bloody stuff, they probably went from start to finish. Yeah. The little girl that was in this movie, too, by the way, guys, so if you remember the little girl that, like, essentially turned, she was a big part of the movie, and the director said she was really good in her audition, and that there was really no other choice better than her. She was just, like, so committed to it she even wore like full sclerals so it like covers her entire eye which is not easy for a child if you think about that it's not, it's easy not even for an adult exactly so from what all i've heard from other people and this is back in 2000 fucking yes yeah, so they were seven worse <laughs> like before 2007 technically so they've they've uh perfected a little bit more the the eye the plastic that they're softer now they used to be like really hard discs right and it was a fucking pain in the ass to get them in or out, and it was super painful and uncomfortable for the actors. Can you imagine, like, a child like that? God, no. Like, I think she was probably, like, eight. Like, I can't yeah, even remember. If that, yeah. She's really young. Kind of reminded me of the girl who did uh, Dawn of the Dead, but mm -hmm. that girl wasn't as good an actor as, as this girl, I think, because she was really dedicated to it. So she even... You know, wasn't she wasn't like too sensitive to the violence or the the scariness of it. She just kind of had fun. So uh, now I don't know if this part is true or not, but supposedly the creepy woman at the end um, that Javier Botet plays perfectly, by the way, I think he's better in the first film than he was in the second one, to be honest with you. The creature was named after the singer Glenn Medeiros who is a famous Hawaiian singer, apparently, who did songs like Nothing's Gonna Change My Love For You from 1987, All I'm Missing Is You, and and many more songs. I guess apparently he, I looked it up, and he actually did music on Baywatch for many years huh. and uh, Karate Kid 3. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know why they would pick him to be the last name. I think it was just 
somebody making that up maybe weird but yeah. maybe maybe it was at a panel i didn't find it anywhere else so i thought i'd edit it in there so now i i kind of want to talk about something because obviously we're in the spoiler section i love fucking demons guys that's like one of my favorite subgenres. not just demons like spooky supernatural but i just like demons because it just feels darker and like I don't know, like, the Demons movies are, like, some of my favorites. Like, those are tens to me, in mm-hmm. my opinion. So, uh, are you a fan of, like, that kind of subgenre? Yeah. Little, yeah? Do you think you lean towards that more than ghosts? Like, uh, your personal thing? I, yeah, I guess, maybe. Do you think you would be more scared of ghosts than you would be of, like, demonic shit? I would be more scared of a demon, of a fucking demon. Because I guess it could kind of cross over there I mean, a little I bit. could probably kill a demon. Well, if you think about the demons in this movie versus, like... Or, or in Dem- Demons, the, the production of uh, Dario Argento. Um, because demons can, like, follow you. Right. Whereas Well, they're very just, physical in this one and those movies. Ghosts just kind of stay right. in Dem- one place, which is fine. I can just move. Demons can definitely be supernatural, though. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like I, I like ghost genres and I like demon genres, but I don't know. I like both. At its heart, this movie is technically a demons movie. <laughs> Because they kind of allude to it at the very end. So, you know, they have all the writings, the, the wall of crazy in the penthouse upstairs. Wall of crazy. It, seriously, it's got nothing but, like, religious crazy shit all over the fucking walls. And, like, news articles all from the Madeira chick. Possession, yeah. The Madero's um, woman. So it's like, or child, because she was, like, 11, where she started showing signs of, like, apparent uh, possession. Because they talk about it at the end, so I'm not really spoiling anything here um but that plays into the next film um but before we get there i wanted to kind of talk about some of our favorite scenes did you have one in the early early on that that kind of caught your attention right off the bat not favorite scenes but just scenes that stood out that you want to talk about i like when the little girl turns okay or that's a good one whatever i actually really like that scene because it caught me by surprise like I, i like expected it a little bit but then i I also didn't. I don't know. So, the like, the mom is holding her kid that she think is sick, thinks is sick with, like, tonsillitis or whatever. Right. And it keep, she keeps talking about how her dad's out, the kid's dad's outside with the antibiotics for her or whatever. And this is, at this point, they've already learned that there's an infected person. Right. Well, no, they find out about the dog. They find out about the dog, but they already, somebody's already sick. It well, was that, the that little one girls, woman. She said that they had their dog sick and it was at the vet. Yeah. And that her husband took it and was also going to pick up her tonsillitis medicine. Right. And so when they realized it was transmitted by blood, they looked at her holding yeah. her daughter. They already know somebody's, yeah, they already know someone is infected because there right. was that old woman that started the whole thing. And um, so the, she's trying to argue with them about how her it's not her daughter like her daughter's not infected her daughter's has tonsillitis like she's just sick whatever and then all of a sudden the daughter just like screeches and then like bites her mom's face well she puked on her or face she, did first. she puke on her i thought she's bitter she puked on her face and then she had it in her eye and <sighs> so they were like oh god she's infected and then they tied her to the or chained her up to the staircase and then she puts her child down and then the child starts screaming screeching and then yeah. like runs upstairs which was amazing it was awesome like the way her movements were how like quick and like jerky it was they very, were like feral yeah it was oh dude i love that it was that really was cool. so cool yeah it was really cool i was that whole scene was badass and now she just disappears like upstairs i'm like the fuck right and then they tie the mom up like, yeah, they handcuffed her to the fucking staircase. I was like, okay. I mean, I would too. I mean, it'd be kind of scary I mean, seeing a child like that, like go I mean, I probably feral. Would have just shot her, but 
at this point. The like, first? You're going to turn. You learn it pretty quickly that that's what's <laughs> going to happen if you get any t- if you get bit or bodily fluid inside somewhere that's going to go to your body. Right. You're going to turn, so we should probably kill you. Yeah. Or you should kill yourself. Like, just do the thing. Well, I think the humane thing would be, like most zombie films, wait till they turn and then kill them the best way you can. Yeah. Or if they want it. You know, like, it's the humane thing to do, though. That's an arguable choice, I feel like. I think the difference between killing a human being right off before they change is much fucked up, much more fucked up than killing somebody who's already changed. Yeah, no, I I agree. Unless they want it. They're still a person. Right. But at the same time, you know it's going to happen. And also, you can't always predict when it's going to happen and what's going to come from that if you miss the moment. Right. So it's like, I don't know, I'd rather just take care of it, but that's kind of how I view a lot of things. Is just I mean, that is the, the shortest route to safety, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, I mean, it's not that fucked up that they handcuff her to the staircase, but whatever. <laughs> I, I the, One of the first scenes that really caught me was when the fireman falls oh, yeah, yeah. from the stairs. That was just dope. fucking slams, like, whoa, pow! And it just echoes through the whole fucking thing, and I was just like, and everybody's screaming and like like that the panic right there was pretty great and that was before the girl like changes. yeah that was before that that the, was a pretty cool scene that was like the first jolt because you're like why the fuck did someone just fall from the fucking stairs yeah you know? where did that guy come from and then you remember it's the guy they left in the apartment building questions arise or the guy that got not the guy that got bit but like one of them stayed behind right well because they go in that room and they find that fucking creepy ass lady after that who like, oh no, it was, was right before. before that, yeah. It was right before that fireman falls where they they see that crazed woman and then he like bites the fucking policeman. She bites the policeman's neck. Yeah, she fucks him right up. Yeah, that was pretty fucking And then they carry up. him down the stairs. Right, they try to save him and the doors are locked and there's police outside preventing them. Yeah, which they're is... quarantined. Now. I, liked, I liked that rush, man, when it starts building. Like, that's that's one thing I like about this yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it takes a little bit to get to that point, but once it does, it speeds up pretty fast and then it stays pretty the pacing on this one stays pretty quick for the most part it's not as as fast but it's still pretty good i think this one has the better pacing than maybe the second one just a little bit i like all the different scenes well we'll get into that more later but i think when the girl pukes on the mom's face and then screeches and goes upstairs that's when really gets wild then Um, and then I think they even go in the back room and those two guys are like dying on the table and then they attack people. Shit starts going fucking wild. But um, do you have another scene that uh, sticks out to you other than the very end? No, not really. I think like the, the guy, I always forget about the guy falling down the staircase because um, okay. that's a good one. And then the little girl are the, the ones that really stick out for me up until the end. <laughs> there was this one part in the when they go to the penthouse because they're like, that's the only place that they haven't been yet, like throughout this whole movie. And they're like, well, maybe we need to go to the penthouse. So they like, I think they get like stuck up there somehow. And they go in the, and they go in the penthouse and then like one of the guys, she like hears something in the room and she's like, what was that? You know? And he's like, calm down. It must be the pipes. I'm like out of everything I, you've been through. Right. I'm like I think we're a little far past. We're v- very much far past it being the pipe, sir. Like <laughs> that part kind of like I was like, "What?" That's nah. Hilarious. That was a little weird. Like that was like a that's a that's a movie faux pas <laughs> that you do not do. You know what I mean? Like but that's to- a white person reaction. <laughs> Must be the pipes. Well, <laughs> 
<laughs> it is really weird. I don't know. That just kind of bugged me. It's terrible. We're trying to explain it away. It's fine. It's not, um, it's not a demon. It's the pipes. There was that scene, too, where the kid, like, hits the... In the attic. She's, like, in the attic. Like, are this like, kids up there? And it, like, pops through the floor. It bangs through the... Oh, that's what it was. The the the, the attic door, the door thing yeah. falls down, and uh, the guy's like going up with his camera to look up there, and then you see the like <laughs> fucking this little kid like with his fucked up face like grab the camera. That literally jolted me. Like <laughs> I was like, ah, Jesus Christ! Like, and I don't that only I I even knew it was kind of coming too, so which was so weird. But it just, it just really, I was just didn't know when it was, I guess, maybe. That's a good movie when you've already seen it and it still gets you. Uh, yeah, like that was like a really bad jolt for me. That. I was like, fuck! <laughs> Obviously, we could talk about the end now because this is probably one of the most pinnacle. The end is so good. Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you go ahead? Since so this, good. This is a little more fresh to you than it is so me. So this is, I, I didn't realize it was a, the penthouse apartment or whatever yeah, i thought it was like, basement i thought it was like the basement like, i don't know it's not the, a basement i don't know what the fuck it is whatever they're in night vision like mode and she here i don't know if she sees this the thing on the camera or what it is she hears something but they know something's oh, in the room you see the shadow in the back yeah down this hallway in this penthouse yeah and it's like you see this really skinny figure in the shadow that's yeah, creepy as fuck that was really fucking terrifying so it's like they know something's there, but it's not doing anything to them, so it doesn't know they're there. Right. Or at least they think it doesn't know that they're there. And then it, it's a little bit of a nice, slow kind of buildup into shit getting crazy because you start seeing like these night vision views on the camera of this creature. Right. Which is this really tall, really, really skinny, stringy haired scary fucking ass looking creepy ass fucking demon thing, thing. <laughs> and it is fucking with weird with its goiter neck it thing. is weird as fuck looking and it's unnerving and gross <laughs> but it's so fucking cool and like the whole feeling you get every time that the camera's focused on that character you're just like <laughs> like i'd freak the fuck out if i saw that right freak the fuck out like that's i'm gonna i, I already know i'm gonna get a fucking like sleep paralysis dream at some point and that's what's gonna be over me <laughs> i just like that is what nightmares are made well, of that is nightmare fuel dude, that the, entire character it's the, so good the noises and that the were noises, coming out yeah. of their mouth like the weird screechy like groany fucking noises and shit that come from it are so badass like everything about that character works really fucking well and then obviously it knows that they're there. Right. It, they do something and then it kills the camera guy and Yeah, it does kill the camera guy. Like a hammer or something, right? I can't remember. I, I can't I'm getting confused because part two a little bit. Yeah, I know. They um, they go back and forth. It's kinda similar. Uh, um but yeah, we think we we we're pretty sure it kills the camera guy and then it you just see her take off and then she falls at some point and then has the camera in front of her and she's just like laying there trying trying to be kind of quiet. Right. And also freaking the fuck out. Terrified, yeah. And then all of a sudden she just gets pulled away. She gets dragged. Fast. Yeah, like really fast. And that's it. Into the darkness. And then it's over. And then they play like a kind of like a punk rock sort of yeah. like. Yeah, like, record. I'm like, yeah. All right then. Like silly song, which I thought was kind of weird. Uh <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit very well, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fucking good movie, so. It's fine. 
<laughs> and that, of course, obviously, I mean, I, I, I was pleased with that ending. I thought that was cool because... It's a cool ending. Because Javier Botet in that scene is just fucking terrifying. And he's been in so many movies. Like, even in Do- Don't Knock Twice, like, he's terrifying in that movie. We just rewatched it recently, and he's really good in that as well. There's a scene in it that's creepy as fuck that he does, and I'm just like, oh, well, no wonder it's him. Yeah, I like S- scenes that make me go... Uh, yeah, make you go... Uh, <laughs> Like, I cringe up and do a little ball, and I'm like, no. I love that shit. Love it. I live for it. So, it wouldn't be right if we didn't compare this to the next film we're going to be talking about, which is... So, the next movie, of course, is Record Number Dose, which came out in 2009. In order to ascertain the current situation inside, a supposed medical officer and a GEO, or SWAT team, I guess, step into the quarantined and ill-fated apartment building. So we pick up pretty much exactly where we left off in the first movie. Right. Which is cool, because I like that. Yeah, I I really like that, too. They didn't try to make a whole new fucking movie with no tie into the original. Yeah. Because that is usually really annoying and doesn't work out right. It's risky, too, because this one, the first one was such a popular movie. Right. So it's directed by uh, the same two directors, Wame Balaguero and Paco Plaza, written by them as well. And then they had uh, Manu Diaz, who also wrote this great, was part of the screenplay on this one as well. Okay. Um, it stars Jonathan Meller, who plays Dr. Owen, who is in The Refugees, Reverse, On Fire, The Wine of Summer, etc., etc. Uh, Oscar Zafra, who plays Jefe. I mean, yeah, it's I'm going to guess it's Jefe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's who, the boss. The boss. I figured with a name like Hefe, you'd be the boss. Who's <laughs> uh, in The Return of El Coyote, My Prison Yard, and Flo. Has Ariel Casas, who plays Lara, who's in Tango, Nowhere, and My Way. Alejandro Caseca, who plays Martos, who's in Swindled, There Be Dragons, and O Lorena. I want to know what There Be Dragons is, because it's just a hilarious title. Uh, and also, I had Andrea Ross, who plays Mire, who is in The Diary of Carlotta, Tasting Menu, It's For Your Own Good. And some other things. That's all I wrote down for who I wanted to talk about in it. There's a lot of people, but not really many that had okay a lot of credits. So this movie, I didn't know if you wanted me to say that before I asked you what you thought. Yes, definitely. Cool. Okay. So this movie had a $5.6 million estimated budget. Holy shit. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> what a jump from the first one. Right. Grossed $18.5 million worldwide. Yeah. What were your thoughts on this one, Alex? Well, Brittany, sit you ass. No, Alex. <laughs> So, I mean, first of all, when you think about, like, a a sequel, like, you figure, you're, like, thinking, like, how does someone follow up the success of the first film? Like, it's scary. You know what I mean? Like, if I were the creators, you know, like, I'd be a little nervous, too. Because sometimes you may know what you think did well. There wasn't, you know, I think it was probably the pacing, the, the... You know, just the story and everything like that is pretty intriguing and like all the characters that they had. So they wanted to try to recreate that, you know, by adding more angles and perspectives, obviously more story about the the Madero's child, the baby or the kid or whatever, Nina, they call her, Mm -hmm. like the connection to that. And then, of course, beefing up the creatures and gore. So that's pretty much what you do with a sequel is you take it back to the same place and elaborate on that story because and what they did in this movie, I think, kind of inspired stuff from um, Paranormal Activity, to be honest with you, because if you look at the sequel to Paranormal Activity, they literally start getting like real fucking clever with their storyline and like integrating it into each other. You know what I mean? 
scene. Yeah. And like how they like later on did that. And I think the record guys are the ones that really set that plan in motion for a lot of found footage films and uh, other films in general. The first Paranormal Activity came out in 2007. The second one came out in 2010, by the way. So this was a year before that. So I think that it might be an, been an influence of some sort. Could be wrong. Just my thoughts. But I think it could be argued by some, and I have seen many argue it, it loses some of the originals movies kind of credibility, some of the pacing, the believability. But I personally just wanted to be back into that world anyway, you know, with all the mayhem and crazy shit. And I think they did it well, in my opinion. So I think they kept the spirit of the original and they sort of flipped the script on you in this story with the creatures because they kind of allude to it being more than just zombies, which if you're paying attention to the first film and if you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a pretty cool, nice touch, much darker, much weirder, uh, without spoiling it. And they definitely had a lot more budget on this one this time. You could tell because you can kind of see that they kept the feel of the first one, keeping it in the same place. But they also upped the fucking Annie on the fucking gore and the fucking uh, creatures because the creatures are fucking wicked, man. Like, mm -hmm. I thought it was awesome. Like, this time it felt like you could see them more. Everything um, was a lot clearer. Yeah, well, it's because they shot on a different thing because they were i think the first film they were shooting thinking of dvd and this one they were kind of shooting for hd so they wanted to kind of like make it better makes sense you know they expand on the characters and the story so it's a straightforward sequel with more of what you want in my opinion and i've like i said i've mentioned i've, I've heard some people say that it's not a movie a good movie at all and i, I don't really understand that like giving it a one out of ten on imdb You're and shit i'm like uh, you're out of your fucking mind, yeah, dude. I'll say it. You're an idiot. Yeah. It's like the best case scenario for a sequel, like how Evil Dead 2 was to fucking Evil Dead. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's 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 everything that you could want from a sequel because it gives you more. Good yeah. Lord, I love Evil Dead 2. You may have your <laughs> staunch fans of the first Evil Dead, but the sequel is where it really found its footing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I love... Love, love, love both versions. I don't sure. give a shit. Sure. I wouldn't watch one without the other. No. But the second one, fuck yeah. They right? nailed it. Literally just nailed it. I so mean, good. there is by the third film, which we'll be talking about next week, and I won't get into now, they do change things a bit. So expect that if you're going to be watching them for next week, guys. Now, this time... You know, a crew of special forces escort a scientist or biologist or whatever. Whatever the fuck he's supposed <laughs> to be. He's supposed to assess the situation for some sort of, like, antidote or something. So these fucking special ops guys take him in, or so you think he is at first, you know. They kind of get into his story a little bit more, uh, and without spoiling it, I won't say what. But the special forces, they have, like, cameras on their helmets, and they kind of, like, explain it away very early on in the very beginning of the movie that they're wearing these helmets to record everything from here on out, which pretty much is great. I'm fine with that. Didn't break the fucking story. Didn't break the fucking immersion. Nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with it. Whatever. So they did have this, like, weird waveform under like on the bottom left hand side of the screen they measured their their speaking right well they they had their names on the right i was fine with that but the little the waveforms no, didn't match it would, it would go up like when they were talking depending on did it like yeah that's what i was trying to pay attention to because I, I was did. like is it supposed to be their heartbeat 
No, it's supposed to be sound, but I sound. I watched it a couple of times, and I was like, it it was bugging me because I know what waveforms are because I deal with audio a lot. So, so it was kind of like distracting a little bit. I think it was just an artistic thing that they did. I I wasn't too fond of it, but it really didn't break anything for me. So I don't really care. It's not that distracting, but they they bring the 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 father from the original one that you never got to meet. Yeah, into this story. So the guy that went out and and was like getting medicine for his family in the first one, we'll just say that without ruining it. Um, and there's quite a few new familiar faces and uh, old ones too. So I thought that was kind of nice, like a nice touch, sort of like revisiting previous spots in the building that that you know previous occurrences happened, and you know it's kind of nostalgic if you're a fan of the first one, which is kind of nice. I thought that was a really nice touch. So they basically split the story up into two different groups of people, which is great. That way you can kind of experience the whole thing and through different perceptions, which I thought was amazing. Um, and then they sort of like smash those two groups into one story uh, by the end. So it's like three acts pretty much like that. It's I thought it was pretty unique and new at the time, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, they've gotten real clever with fucking found footage films now, so you, it's all over the fucking place. I think this, in some ways, is probably a better film than the first, and in other ways, it's not. So it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of moving parts in this one, and that might be a little distracting for those who are fans of the first one, I think, um, where the first one's just kind of straightforward. This one has a lot of moving parts, and, and it might lose some of that tension for some people, and I totally understand. But in the same respect, this one makes it technically a bigger achievement because they swing for the fences on this one more than they did on the first. Uh, and just the sheer amount of orchestration that they had going on for this movie, especially after watching the fucking behind the scenes. Holy shit. I'm kind of blown away. And it's just so much thought that they put into a lot of these scenes and moments that it just, it's really impressive to me. Um, but I still think it's as good as the first at, at the very least pretty even or better for the most part on my end. Plus it dabbles in a, in a sub genre that I love that I've mentioned in the spoilers of the last one, and I won't spoil it here, <laughs> but we'll get into it after this. So if you guys are still there, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into that. But I would say if you like the first one, you will be on board for the second one. I'm probably leaning this one more as my favorite of the two, because it feels a bit more fully realized, like I mentioned, and uh, it's a full on genre film like straight up. And I think that's kind of what fans want. You know what I mean? Just like I mentioned, Evil Dead 2 versus Mm -hmm. Evil Dead 1. I mean, both of them kind of swing for the fences, but the second one does go a little bit further. So, but regardless if you, you know, if it's better or worse than the the first film, they're both great in my opinion, and I'm certainly glad I own them all. So what about you, Brittany? What did you think about this? I think you're kind of chomping at the bit to say something about it here. So this was, I, I liked this one a lot better. Okay. Than the first one. So this is my preference, (laughs) like, over the first movie. And it's weird, because I agree with what you're saying. Like, there's better things about this than the first one, and then vice versa. This is shot very much like a first-person, like, shooter game. And I fucking love that. Yeah, they intentionally talk about that, too. It feels like you're playing a fucking video game. Yeah. But a super hyper-realistic video game, and I love how that feels. Yeah. So it really, like, how the first one kind of, like, grabs you and you're going for a ride, like, this one really fucking does. Okay. And, like, I was 
pretty much intrigued from beginning to end. There's some part where some parts where it's a little slow. It slows down a little bit and gets a little bit like I guess boring. And I think that's where some people have issue with it. Yeah. It's because the pacing isn't as steady. The pacing's not as steady, but this movie moves a lot faster okay. than the other one, or than the first one, I feel like. Um, but yeah, there are some parts where it's, it slows down quite a bit, and it's a little annoying because it's like... It's the it's, info dump. Yeah, which is, this is where you really get more in-depth and detail with the story. Right, it's necessary. So, so you understand what's going on. Yeah now so it's it's more information that you need to and it's necessary because you need to be able to like move on from the first movie plus it's interesting and it is yeah so it it was really cool but i love excuse me i like that whole element like it feels like you're in it like you're there and yeah. it's it's really cool and that's um so it's a little bit different like it's still fine footage but it's more like interactive feeling yeah. to me so okay. which is cool as fuck because this is a movie that i would love to watch on like a vr i want to watch that henry movie on vr oh shit yeah. That would Hardcore be amazing. To, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I love shit like that. It's so fun. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I totally oh get Oh, my God. Saying. That would be great. Or like what? Crank? Yes. What that is? Well, I don't know about Crank, but is that definitely. What it's called? Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry more so, but like Crank would work too. Because that's very like. Yeah. I love that movie. All those movies are so fun. The whole like genre in its own is fucking cool as shit. That weird action, first person, like narrative i get i don't know it's dope so you so you like the bursts of energy you got in this one more I, than i the, preferred it and okay. i honestly like this one has more gore in it it has uh more interaction with the creatures they look cooler and they look way cooler yeah they look fucking hands down sick like they look gnarly and mean and like shit you don't want to fucking come into contact with they did a really fucking cool job right. in this movie and you can see them better so yeah. we, we get more time with that, and you can actually fucking see them, and it's really cool. And there's way more blood in this one, too. So, yeah, I like that, I mean, that too. I always want more blood. So for me, this is, this is I prefer this movie, this second one, over the first. And how much would, would, would the score be this for is, this? For me, this is an eight. Okay. So easily. I'm, I'm, it's like, it's hard for me to pick a number between the two, because yeah. like I both, I like both of them, and I wouldn't watch one without the other. So it's like, how do you score it? Yeah, this one's definitely better. To me, yeah, but, I, I mean, definitely I can, like the second I one a lot. I can see how other people would choose the first one over this one, also. So it's like it's not a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Like you're you're good either way. I feel like the Whatever the first one might have been a little bit more natural. The first one feels more natural. Like this one feels a little bit more forced at some. Well, there's parts, just a lot of moving. Parts. But there's so much going on. Yeah, yeah like you have, and there you introduce different elements to this one too, for like different viewpoints than the first one because the first one's one single view. The entire time with right. primarily two, the, just two characters with some other background characters involved. This one's, it splits. Yeah. So it, it moves very differently and it feels very differently. So I almost didn't really care for the, the split. Okay. How they did that at first. I, I wasn't really sold on it, but then they tied it all back in together to make it work. Right. And I'll, then I was, then I got over being annoyed about it. It's almost like kind of like three little mini yeah. sections. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's it's all different point of views. Right. Which all tie together to make one point of view, which is, I don't know, it's it's cool. Personally, I think it's really hard to top it, but I think if you're going to, this is a good example of a, a sequel uh, of this there's caliber. Few, there's very few movies that have sequels where I prefer the sequel over the first one, and this is one of those. Yeah. So I, I prefer the sequel over the, over the first movie, and the, that doesn't happen very often, if at all. <laughs> 
I just I liked I just enjoyed this one more. Okay. Because I felt more entertained. So would you watch this again soon? Oh, totally. I have to show it to Mouse. He hasn't seen it. Oh, he hasn't seen it. He didn't get oh. to because I couldn't. Did he see the first one though? He did watch it because I rented it. He went to bed, but then I had it for forty eight hours, so he watched it. And then he really <laughs> likes the the same like subgenre as you do. Oh yeah, big time. Really? Yes. Okay. See that's. And we're going to get into that next. He'll so like that twist. We'll just jump into our spoiler section right now, because I have some spoiler thoughts that I wanted to share with everybody about my the subgenre, which I kind of talked about in the spoiler section for the part one. Um, but I go a little bit more in depth here, because I think this one really strikes that chord with me a little bit more, and why I might like this one better than the first one. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, then don't listen past this. You're an idiot. No, Do I'm not kidding. Go. Everybody always like everybody who like doesn't care about spoilers always gets offended when I say that. <laughs> Do not pass go. Like Do not Josh. Go. Josh is always like, I don't really care, man. Like, uh, I'm like you. Fucker. You gotta spend so much time telling me to not listen for spoilers. I like surprises, you know. So spoiler thought section on. So I just want to say, like these films to me are very much the spiritual successor to, like, demons. Plus, it does its own thing, but the heart is there. That's what I love about these films. And I fucking love demon movies, especially when they're treated like zombies. Like, there's just something really physical and kind of fucking freaky about, like, the physicality and the mental state of something that is conscious. You know what I mean? Like, zombies are just brain-dead, dumb fucking things, right? Demons think, and they do the same thing as these fucking zombies, so it's even more terrifying to me. Right. You know what I mean? And that the fact that they can spread the disease like this is, you know, while Record isn't, like, original for doing this idea, it still does it fucking well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's like they also did it in the Doom movie, which isn't a really good note for, you know what I mean? Like they discover a demon virus pretty much in the Doom, in the Doom movie with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Rock! Yeah. <laughs> I own it, but it's not like a one that I love or anything. Nah. Um, but a... I don't know. It's just something about there. It's like there's this living evil within them that's just freaky as shit. And this movie really shines a light on all of that to me. And it does its own thing while giving me, you know, more of what I love so much. So for that, I love these films. And maybe that's just my particular taste. And maybe I'm blind um, because of it, blinded by it because of my fandom for that kind of subgenre. Because there's not really that many physical films like that. There's not very many anyway. So... But, you know, I've watched Grave Encounters. Have you ever heard of that movie? There's like two. Oh, yeah. Everybody always raves about those movies. I cannot get through the first movie because of the acting. Yeah. It's it's so unbelievable. Yeah, I've seen the first. I think I've seen, there's two, right? Yeah, there there might be more. But, yes, there's definitely two. I, I know, know that. I've seen... I know I've seen the first one. We're going to have to cover those now because I'm a fucking asshole. Uh, yeah, I know, dude. But everybody always just like talks so high of it. And I'm like... I, I know. That's why I watched it. And then I was like... Nah. I remember there being like one or two cool parts to it and then just being like, uh, okay. I can't, I've tried I like three times, I think the acting bothered times, me dude. too. Yes. And I know there was something specific about if, it that I was like not interested in. Here's the thing, guys. If you do a fucking found footage film... 
you got to nail the acting as best as you can. It can be spotty at times, but if you don't nail it and it's not believable, you break the immersion for me. Like, that's why I'm ultra picky about fucking found footage movies. Like, I can be a little less critical if I know the amount of budget and, like, if it's a smaller film that I'm not so, you know, strong on it. But when I watch, like, Grave Encounters, I'm, like, hoping that it's going to be... And I just can't get it. I mm-hmm. just can't get into it. So, but this isn't a master class compared to those, in my opinion. So, spoiler thoughts. Yeah. What about your spoiler thoughts? What do you? So, you, I mean, do you have anything to add to the demonology thing or the demons thing? Do you like the physicality? Do you not? I like demons, so I I thought it was cool that they went that route instead of zombies. Right. Feels so, more... but they make you think it's zombies and make you feel that it's zombies, and they still kind of look like zombies and they act like them and they turn the same way. So it's like, is it though, or is it demons? But they're all essentially controlled by one demon. Right. Yeah. So that can like that's a master of changing identities. Right. And shit essentially. And it's so it's like a zombie demon plague thing and it's fucking batshit crazy and I love it. You know there's another movie that we cool I, I've been wanting to kind of do and I don't remember if I did it with the guy uh, with any of the other guys before. Um but I'm pretty sure there's a movie called Mutants. It's a French film, I believe, and it has some of the same kind of vibe as we're talking about here, so you might actually like that. If you guys can find it, it's actually pretty hard to find. In fact, let me look it up on Amazon right now. Because I know that they were selling it for a little while. It's really hard to get. And it was on uh, something. There it is. Yeah, you can rent it on Prime Video. It's called Mutants. And it, uh, yeah, you can rent it. It's from 2008, guys. But you might want to check it out. It's a film by David Morley. It's uh anyway, just it just kind of reminds me of that. Even though this is like a mutant movie, it does a lot of the same stuff that like Record and Demons and all those like fleshy movies that you really like. Plus it gives you a little bit of that rush too because like it gets pretty fucking wild, dude. That sounds cool. Yeah. I just don't know what we would pair it with, you know what I mean? Because and I don't want to do it similar to stuff that we've just done, you know what I mean? But you get in these, like, modes and these moods. So it's like you watch a fucking movie and you're like, oh, I could watch, like, three more like this. So if you guys are looking for this film, director David Morlet, don't get confused. There's another movie that came out within the same year. It has a dope-ass fucking cover, though, so. Yeah, it's got, like, this, like, creature tilting its head to the side with, like, fucking ravenous weird, teeth. Though. Yeah, there is another movie called Mutants. That has uh, Michael Ironside in it, but it's not that one. But anyway, did you have any trivia on this uh, movie? I had a little bit. Okay. So you'll probably have some stuff that you can definitely throw in since you have the Blu-ray. Right. Um, They employed over 300 motherfucking extras for this movie. Yeah. Which is insane. So fucking cool. 100 uniforms that they had to make, too. Yeah. Uh, for the police, the the medical, and all that other shit, and the just that beginning scene, dude. Yeah, that's specifically that a lot of the footage in the movie was actually shot by the actors, specifically playing the special forces team. Yeah, um, because they all had like helmet mounted cameras, so that was actually like their footage. Yeah, that they used, which I thought was really cool. Most of the shrieking and the noises from like the zombie or demon characters or whatever was put in in post right um, production of the movie because quite honestly if they would have tried to have that all going live while they were trying to record the, the film mm-hmm. it would have completely muted out any dialogue right or anything going on well so you it did in the first film yes yeah, so they you, did it that way you can't hear or understand anything that's going on which i mean makes more sense to me in a found footage movie 
like that right that would actually Realism. happen so it makes it more realistic but at the same time it sounds so much better in part two it does sound it sounds way cleaner in part two but then i mean you, you watch these with fucking subtitles like right. i have to read it anyway like i don't give a shit but the sound quality is definitely better in part two than it was in the first one and i feel like it's because they split that up well, yeah, he mentioned the guy, and I don't remember his There's name. Sorry, guys. There's a lot more dialogue in this, too. He mentioned in the um, making of, which is two hours long, by the way. Uh, I sat and watched that whole thing today. Um, he was talking about like how the first film, like they weren't really thinking about that kind of stuff. They were just shooting it. You know, they did add like sound effects and stuff and do the folly, the regular stuff afterwards. But because they made the mistakes of the first film, they realized what they needed to do for the second film. So he was on set the whole fucking time doing like extra sound bites of the crowd and having the extras like scream and yell when they needed them to really give that opening scene and fucking a lot of impact. Yeah. And they added a whole bunch more to it. And like the screams, like you said, is I, I prefer over the first one. It's that, and, like, they obviously couldn't afford to have, like, real helicopters going on throughout the entire movie, Mm -hmm. so all of the presence of helicopters buzzing overhead throughout the film was all done by the sound team. Even the fake helicopter light. Even that fake light. That was so fucking funny. I was like, because I did this before I watched the movie, like, all of my research and stuff, and just because I was watching something stupid with Mouse and waiting for him to go to bed so I could watch the movie. Um, but so I'm like doing all the research and I was like, so when I watched that part, I was like, I thought they couldn't afford one. Oh, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. So Manuela Velasco, who plays Angela in the first movie. Yeah. Makes a repeat appearance in this one. Right. And the clothes that she's wearing in the original from 2007, she's wearing the exact same clothes in this one. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's cool. Cause it's just like continuity. Even the mother. The crazy mother that was in. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's too, right? She was wearing the same clothes, but they had to change her shirt, apparently, Mm. because they do that shotgun shot in her chest. Yeah. And it's supposed to, like, they wanted to have a really cool effect, so they had to change the shirt for some reason. They were talking about that. Might have been too dark. Yeah, it was like a purple. Yeah. Something like that, so they took it off. Probably too dark. They were like, fuck it, it's going to be better if you just do it that way, so they didn't care. They shot this in Barcelona. Over mm-hmm. six weeks, which I felt like is pretty dope. That's pretty short, Six yeah. weeks is not a long time to film well, this, but if you think about it, it's basically controlled in the same area. Six weeks is actually longer than normal, so... That- yeah, I know. I, to me, I feel like that's not a lot of time. The last little bit that I had was about the cameraman in mm-hmm. the first movie, whose name was Pablo. Yeah. So in the second film, the cameraman is called Rosso, which is an inside joke from the filmmakers because the actor who played the cameraman's name is Pablo Rosso. Yes. I was going to so, say, yeah. Pablo first movie Rosso. Well, he played movie. him in this one. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's cute. So I well, thought that was, a, that was a cute little fun fact. There is a, um, one of the things about that too, that I want to bring up since you brought it up mm-hmm. is that he was saying that he, because he was so familiar with the original actress who played the reporter, he was the reporter cameraman for that actress. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, she comes back, but he's playing a special forces guy who's not her cameraman. But because he was so familiar, like it was like a year before that they made this movie and they were so used to it that he kept trying to put the camera on her as if she was a TV reporter. But she's coming back as this like 
you know, like fucked up person. And he, they were like, stop shooting like you're Pablo, you're Rosso. Yeah, you're a different person. Yeah, and he was like, it was really hard for him and the actress actually for them to to like split that up a little bit. Yeah, like she was like, it was like, I wasn't in the limelight. I wasn't the star of the show of this movie. I was just like, I mean, well, she kind of is towards the end. Right. So it's pretty interesting. Um, I have some extra stuff here. Do you want me to get into mine? Go for it. Yeah. So people obviously wanted to see a sequel to this movie. They said apparently that everybody just kept asking about it at the festivals for the first film. Like, when's the sequel coming out? This is amazing. We need to see more. We need to see more. So the directors felt like it was still kind of like fresh in their mind when they went in to try to make the the second film and like write it down and get a draft of it but you know while they're making this film guys and like the way that i've their process works is that you know they have an idea of what they want to do but they have to kind of leave room for believability so when they meet the actors and get to know them in their sessions and stuff they were injecting some of the their own personalities into each of the characters roles while they were doing it um, because it was, you know, it's just hard to do. But aside from that, they were also trying to use the movie Alien and Aliens as a template for how a sequel should be, where it does something, you know, it stays true to the original, but then goes way farther and more intricate and kind of blows the door open, which is exactly what Aliens did. Like, Alien was probably the more intense one, like true horror more than I would say the second one is. The second one is more like punch you in the face, gory, fucking, uh, it's amazing, but I'm just saying like the first one is like one-on-one, it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? Like a stalker uh, slasher would be. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas this one or the second one is more of like, let's kick the door open and see where we can take this motherfucker. And that's what they wanted to do with this whole demons thing. They wanted to fucking take it somewhere and just kind of stay faithful, but completely different. And something that I want to mention to you guys that I don't think a lot of people as a viewer really think about when it comes to found footage. You know, it's a, it's. It's the lighting that they have to do in these films. Like, how do they do that? Especially when they have these long sequences where it's improv, essentially, by these actors. You know what I mean? So apparently, because a lot of the the improv stuff, they had to, like, put lights on the front of the guns for the special forces. And they even had these chest ones that, that they had these lights on so that you could see their face because it was really dark. Right. So they had to like get really creative and think outside the box, be lighting tech as well as cameramen and actors all in one, also while improving. So that's there's something to be said about that. Yeah. You know, a lot can go wrong when you're handing that much power over to somebody who could inevitably fuck up like one of four things at <laughs> any given time. You know what I mean? Some people like I I know some people have a really strong hatred for found footage films and I'm not trying to be against you guys, but something to consider is that especially watching the, the making of this, I really got some really deep insight into how this fucking process works, at least for these films. And in their minds, they think it takes away from like the people who hate found footage think it takes away from the art 
of film because it's anybody could just throw a fucking camera on their shoulder and pretend to be real. And it's like, when you look at how they made this movie, part two in particular, and part one as well, the sheer amount of organizing it takes to orchestrate all of this and all the things that go wrong and trying to coordinate all of it is pretty risky. And for it to be pulled off is not an easy task. Right. So it's like, it's not just this little Bobby Sue grabbing daddy's camera to make a funny picture film. You know what I mean? Watching the extras on this will definitely validate any of that. It shows you that it's there's a lot lot more to it than just hey let's just make a, a five footage film <laughs> no it's not like that and no offense to you guys who don't like found footage it's fine i get it it's just not your thing but there is a lot of effort and how it takes all these moving parts to actually give their all like all the actors doing all these jobs and and then the directors trying to make up a story on the spot they're the writers and directors and also kind of like the wranglers of the movie. So they have to kind of like just see where it goes. So it's it's kind of unique and, and, and neat in that way because you're kind of on the fly thinking. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I don't know. There's something really interesting about that. So, you know, that's just a little something for some of the, the haters out there of found footage genre. Something to think about. It's actually more of a risk doing it this way than it is, you know, the regular way. Right. So also the biological priest who's in this movie, spoiler alert, obviously, he is a priest in the movie. He didn't actually speak fluent Spanish. He was, I think, Portuguese. So it took him like memorizing his lines. So not only is this guy trying to improv on the spot, but he's also trying to do fucking Spanish on the spot. I wouldn't know Sweet. the difference personally because <laughs> all I did is read the subtitles. I don't speak well, yeah, Spanish. I'm like, I don't know. Like I know certain words, but I don't know. I thought I thought that was kind of interesting. That's a lot of pressure, you know, for somebody. So, and I'm I'm curious as to why they picked him. That like I I liked him as the priest in this movie, but it is kind of curious why you would pick somebody that doesn't speak fluent Spanish. Yeah. For situations, so and they didn't really explain why. So maybe he was the best person that auditioned. Oh, probably. Who knows? He just looked the part, maybe? Maybe. Um, There was a scene, you remember, with the demon lady from the first movie Mm -hmm. who was tied to the fucking railing or whatever with the the handcuffs, and then she gets free somewhere in the second movie a bit. You don't really know because she's just not there. Right. But she comes back, and when when you meet the kids who are in this movie, and they stuff a fucking firework in her mouth... You remember that part? That was awesome. And then it's like throwing her all over the walls and like slamming her into walls and shit like that. Apparently, they really did stick a fucking firework in her mouth. Ew, why? So she was literally acting with flames coming out of her mouth. Now, it wasn't as pronounced as you see it in the film. So they went in and digitally created more sparks coming out but when you when they put it side by side you can definitely see the tails a little bit longer so they could show that it's actually pushing her against the walls because otherwise it wouldn't it wouldn't have made sense like if they didn't do it and they said it was a really extremely hard process i'm sure that they had to like track the movements because she's just running all over the walls um they also had the scene where they they used the madero blood madero's blood and they put a cross to it and they showed how they did it, which they took this like they, they at first they were like, should we make it foam? Should we make it like, how do we want to do this? Do we want to make it bubble up? So apparently what they did is they they had this thing that could light on the bottom of the cross. If they stuck it in the, the liquid, it would catch fire. 
Um, and and they did something else to make it look like it's bubbling up in the in the pan or whatever, and then it catches fire. That's all real, but mm-hmm. the the vial that the guy's holding that catches fire and he throws on the ground, all post production. Okay. So I don't know. I just thought it was kind of interesting stuff that they added in there. You know, obviously the end of the movie too, where they show uh, what's her name using the shotgun. I won't explain it just yet. Also, Javier Botet, who played Madero's lady, the Madero's lady, loved the character so much. He was, like, ecstatic about coming back to play what he said was one of the greatest characters of, of its time. Yeah. In, in 2009, like, one of the greatest horror characters that he had had a chance to play. I mean, he had done stuff before, but Record really fucking blew up his career, I think. And uh, But he said he, this character in particular, he would never forget. And that he was even sad at the end of the movie that this character wasn't going to be around anymore. So. Yeah. But, yeah, Dope that's... fucking character. It really is. I just... There, there was a lot more stuff in the film, but those are just kind of the ones that I thought was pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, it's just... It was really nice to see the process of how they put this movie together. They literally went through the whole film Wait, step by step. That's awesome. And they show, like, all the, like, digitals and two hours long. Jesus Christ. So... But um, should we go over our scenes that stood out? Yeah, well, let's kick us off. First off, like I would say that there's a lot more scenes in this movie. Yeah. Than the first one. The first one that stuck in my mind is when Martos gets attacked and then turns the 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 priest. Uh, Martos is one of the like special ops guys, and the priest chants some shit like some religious fucking god shit and add it and it like focuses its energy on like his eyes on the priest because it's like transfixed by some of the chanting and then he um one of the other special ops guys pushes him in the fucking closet and then he stabs a knife on there and puts some rosary beads over it and it just calms like because it doesn't want to touch the door anymore i thought that was like really cool like i I just liked that element because that's where it first really changes and adds more to this is a supernatural thing right so i like that that was one of mine what about you i hear i don't remember where this kid came from because i don't feel like it's the little girl from the first one. Oh, he came from the roof <clears throat> but there's like a couple of kids like kid demons in this one so the first one that they have an interaction with he's wrestling with this kid and they you're talking about like, the one that's running around on the roof no i'm talking about the first one that they shoot in the head and it was fucking sweet. yeah that's the one that's the one is that the one okay yeah because they have like uh, like to just to, to refresh your memory there's like a demon kid that's like all crawling around on the ceiling it like jumps in front of them you yeah. see the blood <laughs> and then it screams in his face and there's like this struggle and then it like is like running on the fucking ceiling and like jumps in a hole <laughs> i was like what the fuck at some point they end up getting like going one-on-one with this demon trying to you know kill it or subdue it or whatever the fuck they're doing and then the one guy's just like shoot it shoot it in the head and the guy's like it's just a kid i'm not gonna do that yeah and the priest is like the shoot priest it in dude's the head. like fuck that and picks up the gun and shoots it in the, right in the fucking head and it's all on the camera and i'm like damn <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay preacher. like oh that's all right then that's what that's the way we're gonna do this like that's <laughs> and that's one of the first like major scenes in the movie at least one of the first like kill scenes and i was like cool we're just gonna shoot a kid in the head right off the bat all right good to go that's how it goes <laughs> yeah yeah all well, right it's see you know it's funny the first thing i was thinking of is like right before all that happens too it's like all they're talking about is the antidote 
Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, we can save people if we get this antidote and, you know, whatever. And then, then he's all like, kill it, kill it. And Straight I'm like, the fucking head. I'm, like, I'm like, God damn. Uh, antidote? Child? Hello? Maybe we shouldn't kill the child? I would have shot it too. But they go up in the ceiling to get like a, a blood vial. And then <laughs> they. was fucking sick. That was kind of funny because like you see all these little fucking demon kids like squirreling down the shaft. And like he shuts it and it's all. It's like the air conditioning vent or some shit. Whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. And there's yeah, like three of them like at rushing point. at him, and I'm like, ah! And then he closes some fucking metal door that locks miraculously. I don't know, and they're all stuck behind it, screeching. And I'm Why? like, Ugh. yeah, they also find that priest up there, don't they, or something like that? Because I don't think somewhere they found him. No, they found him in that weird like attic door thing or some shit. Right. I don't but know. they go up into the the attic to in this crawl space where there's a fridge with some it's fucking, fucking weird. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't even weird. know what was going on, but I was like, I don't care where this is going. Like, it's just as cool. I get to see lots of violence. I don't give a shit. You just shot a kid in the, in the fucking head. All right. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is where the movie goes from this point on. By the way, the kid who hung upside down, like when he, before they shoot it in the head, um, he was on uh, all kinds of cables and shit like that. And they were like, they said that the kid was like really working with him. And of course, when he's running on the ceiling, they obviously just turn the set upside down yeah <laughs> and like had him run on all fours so but it was a cool effect i thought it was really yeah, yeah it's an old trick but he's creepy uh what about another scene oh you know that was your scene that's right it's kind of a combo there huh yeah well the one one of the ones that uh i also think about is when they leave the room after they shoot the kid in the head they throw the uninfected guy down the stairwell do you remember when like they go out the door and out of the penthouse and then the there's just some random uninfected guy that just like is at the top of the stairs and they panic and think it's one of the demons and they shoot him that's the dad yes it's the dad yeah with the medicine right it backtracks a little bit and gets a little confusing yeah because they split the two different groups up they kill that dude and then like all of a sudden half an hour later he's alive and getting bit by his wife and is taking his antibiotics which fucking cracked me up yeah that was all he had lost his mind that way i was like oh my god so good dude when they fucking shot him he's like he yells because he's like in pain and then he's like in shock like why did you shoot me and then uh they just kind of like grab his body like in this it's really interesting i don't know how they did this shot because they got him up against the wall and it's all one shot you see him flip him up so is so they're like holding him head towards the railing, b- legs towards the wall, and then they just dump him over the side. And you see his legs clap on the fucking yeah, it's weird. The lower stairs uh, railings, and it like hits the floor and shit. And you see everybody look up. I thought that scene was really cool. That scene was cool. Like, and it felt I was like, where the fuck is the transition here? Because it looked like they really threw him over the fucking railing. I yeah. was like, that's pretty good. I, I, I'm sure that if I actually dissected the scene step by step, I could figure it out. But overall, it's pretty clean. Yeah, it was really clean. So I don't know. I thought that was dope. What about you now? Uh, I really like the scene where Lara, Lara kills himself. Oh, uh, the special ops? I think it's Lara. The one that's always singing? Oh, I don't know. I guess. The, he gets trapped by himself in an apartment and it's the one with the creepy old lady. Okay. Um, from the first one. Okay, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Creepy yeah. lady from the first one, and then he gets backed into the. Uh... There's a dude that busts through the door on the other side, and he's stuck. He's already shot this lady a hundred times, and then he shot the dude a hundred times, and there's, he didn't kill him, obviously. Right. And then he's out of ammunition. And they're watching him on the feed. And they're watching him on the feed. Yeah, they've they've 
tapped into his feed, so they're watching him, and then they're telling him to, like, go into the bathroom. And then he gets into the bathroom and locks the door, and then he tries to get out the window, but the window's jammed and stuck, and he can't get out. And all of a sudden, there's starting to break through the door, and you the camera pans to the mirror, so you can see him looking at himself in the mirror, fucking panicking, and in the background, you can see these demons starting to slowly break in through the door. Okay. And the guy's like, we're coming to get you, we're coming to get you, remember, you still have your pistol, there's still ammo in there, you can do this, we're gonna get to you, we're gonna get to you, and he just kind of looks at the pistol like, yeah, you're right, there is still ammo in here, and puts it in his mouth <laughs> and pulls the fucking trigger, and I'm like, damn! Like, <laughs> okay! And how they did that with the camera was really cool, because it's just like, you see red, but then it's just cut right and it's like obviously do you know it's nothing left. i had a little like, bit of an oh. issue with that though story-wise because i mean effective I mean, awesome the scene camera was in his brain i feel like that wouldn't have necessarily that's not happened, that's not but... the part that gets me is just that if they were like breaking through the door a little bit but there was like a little hole and you could see all three of their heads i would have literally been like pop 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 right, right. in the fucking head done you didn't have to kill yourself dude but yeah. maybe they were trying to say that it's a whole story it's so thing. terrifying he just doesn't want to deal with it anymore he was kind of losing his shit when he found out that they were testing on kids yeah so i mean maybe he was a little unstable as it was and he couldn't handle it and he did it so i mean we could justify it but it just bothered me it made me think like wow that was really like you gave up really quick there dude which yeah. sounds really fucked up like if it were a real person but i'm saying like if it were me I would have probably tried shot them in the head. Kill them first. Yeah. yeah. Tried. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'd rather shoot myself than them eating. Not have a bullet. So. Yeah. And then get turned into it. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. It's a fair point. Uh, now, another scene that I thought was really cool. Like, there's a lot of really cool scenes in this. And that they're more memorable, I think, than the first one. But the overall thing, I think, of the first one is why a lot of people like it. The little demon girl from the first film shows up again. She's, like, running down the hall. And she's like, has this moment where she attacks everybody. And she looked way more fucked up in this. Yeah. And not only that, they have her talk like in this deep fucking distorted demon like voice. And it's like she's all puking like blood and shit like that. And then she's got like these fucked up black eyes and shit. That, that was cool. cool. Yeah, it was really cool. This this little girl is like really good at like at being like a little kid actor like i don't know how you would find someone like that but she was good at it but the they they used a false head for the puking scene by the way so it wasn't a real you know they like figured that if they made a fake one and had her puking it would be much more effective and then just intercut it in with her hmm. also remember when you were talking about the um sound design and stuff like that they had her like in the first one they had her screaming but in the second one, they just had her miming screaming. So she wasn't actually screaming. Oh, okay. They did that with a lot of the actors in this so they could do that screeching noise. So, uh, But they did that. They showed a scene of her just miming it out. You know what I mean? That's cool. So they added all that after Pose. So, What's another scene for you? I've got a few more, by the way. Yeah, I'm like, mine's like towards the end. So keep going. Well, I got the, the teen girl that shoots the firefighter instead of the demon. Oh, yeah. Remember, there's like the, the, the three teenagers are like hanging out with the um, firefighter who goes to the window. He gets shot in the face, sort of, but it doesn't kill him or anything. And by a sniper outside. And then they duck down and everything like that. And then they go into another room or something like that. And one of the zombies comes back 
one of the zombie people, I think it's like somebody Martos or some shit like that, who got back up and then uh, starts attacking him. And then he's like, get the gun, get the gun, shoot it. And she like shoots the fucking firefighter in the face. Yeah. And the zombie just stops and is like, huh. huh. And then it looks at her like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I, thought, I was like, what the hell? just happened i mean why would you like even take a chance like i don't know like i mean she's a kid true and she's in a situation where it's scary yeah she had a long time to think about it though that kind of bothered me a little bit but i i thought it was i was like damn i was like like kill the threat first and (laughs) then end his suffering (laughs) yeah good god but that's you know that's where the uh, essentially where the other group meets up is when they kill that zombie because she shoots that zombie in the head afterwards uh, because it almost bites her and she just pops it underneath the chin and kills it. That was pretty cool too. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm like, okay. Okay, so I'm assuming that your next scene is probably when they're in the penthouse again and they're switching the camera on and off the night vision. Yeah, they've come back into contact with or they've come into contact with uh angela yes at this point um who we discover is you know alive quote unquote i guess so she tells them that she's got the night vision right and lead they go back up to the penthouse to or that she saw that she saw the la maderos her. yeah and then they have the that demon. conversation with one of the infected kids. They tie him to a chair. Right. Have a conversation. He's like, you can't see in light. The light betrays you. Right. And that's when they figure out. Yeah. So they use the night vision. Which I thought was a really nice touch, by the way. I thought it was cool how they were swi- switching between different rooms. But, yeah. Because like, if you think about it technically, like they had to stand in two completely separate places in order to execute that scene. Yeah, it was it was really cool. It was pretty seamless. I can't remember exactly like who gets attacked first, and then like now they're in the light or whatever, and then it's the cameraman. Yeah, the cameraman gets taken out. Yeah, whoever has the the second camera. Right. And the camera's panned on Angela's character, and you're back in like the light. You can see everything. Okay. It's like it's like totally light, right? I don't remember it being night vision. It's not night vision. When what happens? When Laura or Laura Angela. Picks up the gun. No, it's all in, in, in night vision. Was it all in night yes. vision? Okay. Oh, my brain's retarded. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able to see her if the light were well, on. They've killed the the demon or whatever at this point. Like they feel like they didn't they shoot it in the face. Oh, she did. She yeah. fucking grabbed the shotgun. It's like Javier Botet's fucking Madero's character yeah. is all creepy grabbing onto her and like, and then she shoves the shotgun in its mouth and, and she, pops his head. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. That was really cool. So, but then the lights go on. Exactly. After yeah, that's that. what I'm yeah. saying. So, like now the lights are on, and then the girl Angela has the shotgun, and I, I, it, I think it's just the cameraman at this point. Yeah. Or the chief, I don't remember who it is. Um, and then the. Yeah, it's one of the, the one of the special dude. ops guys and the and the priest. Yeah, and her. And she shoots the the fucking special ops guy yeah. because he's like telling her to calm down. But the priest dude is like hurt on the ground. Right. And. The special ops dude's telling her to, like, you know, put the gun down or whatever the fuck is going on. And then she just fucking shoots him. She's like, I want to get out of here now. We got to go. Call the order. Say the order now. Yeah. And she's, like, beating the shit out of the priest. And then it come to, you come to find out after he, she kills. Yeah. So she kills the special ops guy that has the camera on her. And then she, she kind of, like, hovers over the priest. And she takes his walkie. 
that he has, and she speaks in his voice. Right, and right before that, though, he says something really important. He was like, how'd you do it? Yeah. Because you realize that she's been infected by Maderos. That bitch is a demon. Yeah. So, except the transference was so seamless that she doesn't seem like she's infected with the demon. And then they, like, flash forward. Flash back. Yeah, they flash back to the end of the first movie. And explain what happened after that. And he sticks this, like, weird, like, the Madero's thing. It sticks like a worm in her mouth. It's like a, this is, like, long tongue. No, 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 it's definitely a worm. Because you see it flap out of her mouth after, because he puts his, or she, I keep saying he because of Javier, but Javier Botet's character, the lady, the, like, stick lady puts her mouth on hers and then you see this little slug come out looks like a tongue and then he pulls his mouth away and you see it come out of his mouth and drop into hers kind of like that jason goes to hell movie you know how they're spitting slugs in each other's mouths it's very similar yeah <laughs> which a lot of people hated that movie but i, I just thought it was a, like the tongue thing yeah no Definitely a worm, because they talk about it in the extras, how they were going to build this whole scene of showing it, but they just did it in post with okay. CGI. That makes sense, then. I thought it was really cool, though. She like, was a demon the I can't believe time. you were ready to just skip over the shooting of the head, dude. That was such a cool thing. Of the demon? Yeah, she, like, fucking pumps it in the face. Yeah, I, almost, I don't know why I almost forgot about it, but I think I was confusing that with when she shot the... when the teenager girl shot the... SWAT guy. Right. Yeah, like it's I mean, it, it's the the endings are kind of similar in some ways and kind of not in others. And this is going to be an interesting thing to talk about when we talk about part three, how this one ended versus how the new movie, the third one comes into play. So I won't spoil anything about it now, just in case you guys haven't seen it. Um, but you should definitely check it out. Three and four. Um, I have my thoughts on the, the last one in the franchise. I was super excited for it because I just love this story so it'll be interesting to compare but when it's all said and done do you think you were satiated by the end of that movie or did it feel a little rushed because i felt a little rushed at a the very bit end rushed yeah but i still was satisfied like i just like i get that she was a fucking demon but it just kind of felt like they swept over it real quick like they did sweep over it pretty quick but right I like mean, I, I i got it and i understood it so it makes you go well what's gonna happen in part three right so yeah, guys, I think that's pretty much it for today. Did you guys see these movies? Have you, you know, would you be interested to watch them? I mean, after me and Brittany have talked it to death, and I wanted to do it justice because, believe me, guys, this is one of my favorite franchises. So, uh, not as a whole, but uh, definitely I'll get into that more. <laughs> later but i'd love to see if you guys have actually seen past part two like have you seen the other ones uh what did you think of those like let us know in the comments down below did you like one over two more i would love to hear that to see what you guys think like i really feel it's very similar to the whole evil dead two and yeah. one comparison like that's a really good and aliens and alien alien yeah same thing so but uh, yeah, guys, thanks for coming by this week. We'll be back for a brand new episode next week. If you haven't already, follow me on Twitch. Um, I do stream Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. And we have a lot of fun playing some horror games, sometimes just sitting there and watching trailers, stuff like that. We would love to have you come by and be a part of the group. We call it The Cult, so you can grab a cup of Kool-Aid and uh, cut your genitals off. It'll be a, a, a wonderful time. Um, but yeah, you don't really have to, but 
Anyway, guys, we'll be on tonight. So if you want to stop by, come by and say hi. Next week, we're going to be talking about Record 3 and Record 4 Apocalypse. So you're going to want to stick around for that. And uh, as always, stay weird, monsters. Tune in every Monday from Brand.